Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Got Em Coach. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Hold up one second. Before we begin this episode, this is not right if we don't do this. It is technically Monday, and this episode will be up Monday, but um, we just celebrated a holiday yesterday, Mother's Day. Mother's Day was hot, um yesterday, so I want to give a happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. All the mothers of the people who are listening to this show. If you are a lady and you are listening to the show, happy belated Mother's Day. You guys rock. You do amazing things for your children. Sometimes you don't get the recognition you deserve. Sometimes you have to play many roles. Not only being mother, but you also have to play the father, the best friend, the the cousin the aunt the grandma you have to play you have to play all of these different roles and you do it with a smile on your face you work long hard hours to make sure that your children have everything that they can want everything that they can need you work to make sure that they don't have to go through the same struggles that you went through and as children we grow up to want to give you the life that you have always wanted i know that's my motivation in life is to give my mother the life she could always she always wanted that's why i don't hesitate when she asks me for certain things i don't hesitate to come out of my pocket to make sure she has it even if i theoretically don't have it always have it for her always say if i have to go broke just to make sure my mom can get by i have no problem with that whatsoever so um yeah i wanted to do that quick happy mother's day to all you guys um i went out with my mother today um well yesterday and we had a we had an awesome time uh one thing that i do like love about my mom is the essential stuff doesn't really impress her like it's not a thing of going out and buying her $200 bags, $300 pair of shoes. She's very content with a nice sit down at a restaurant, a nice walk around the strip mall, just talking 
and getting her hair, her nails and her feet done. And it made her happy. Seeing her smile was the happiest thing I have encountered all year so far. And the text message that she sent me before she went to sleep saying that this was the best, one of the best mother's day she's ever had was some something that is very reassuring and i'm very happy that i was able to provide that for my mother so happy birthday happy birthday your birthday was in january but happy mother's day mom happy belated mother's day again i told you that early this morning but happy belated belated mother's day to you and to the mother-like figures in my life who are not here physically to celebrate in this year's celebration of mothers. Um, my grandmother, Matilda Smith, my auntie, Betty Fontaine, and my auntie, Marjorie Wesley. I appreciate you and I love you beyond love can ever be explained. And happy Mother's Day to you guys, because in my childhood growing up, it was a little different. Um, everybody pitched in for me, you know, I am my mom's only child in a household where my grandmother and grandfather had seven children and all seven, six of those seven kids had multiple kids and my mother was the only one with one. So I think that gave me a little, a little different look in terms of, Everybody kind of looking out for me and making sure that I was good or, you know, just trying to help my mother out with whatever, whether it was spending weekends or spending summers at different aunties and uncles houses. It was always it was always fun. It's always fun. She never had a problem with having somebody take me for the weekend so she can kind of do her own thing. And I appreciate that. And one of the main focuses in that was my auntie margie i spent summers out there have fun with my um my two oldest cousins my one youngest cousin who had passed away um back in 03 and spent summers out there did everything in the sun and was always welcome always welcome to come back it was never a problem of if I wanted to come back, but it was always a matter of when I wanted to come back because her door was always open to me. My auntie, my auntie Betty, she always made sure that birthdays and Christmases was always lit. <laughs> As an eight year old, always lit. I got all the toys, all the Undertaker figurines, all the all the basketball games, all the hockey gear. Like she she was the one, and then. If you know me, you already know how I feel about my grandmother. Probably my my biggest, one of my biggest inspirations, motivations in life. We were like the best of friends. We did everything together. Whether it was going to CVS to try out the new Pepsi Cherry Cola. Or trying out the new Sriracha Hot um, Pringles that had just came out. We were We were food critics. We were um, we were video game buddies. We were Jeopardy buddies. We were Wheel of Fortune buddies. We played catch. 
<laughs> she taught me how to share. Um, and I always remember the first eight dollars that I had had eight dollars in my pocket and my my two my auntie and my grandma was outside and I remember giving them each three dollars and I said to myself, Well, you get three, I get three, I'll you get three, you get three, I'll keep two. Sharing. Everybody should have money in their pocket. And I know they was probably looking at me like, What are we gonna do with three dollars? But it was just it was the thought that counts and they they appreciated it and they gave me my money back and I got a little extra for being thoughtful. Sweet. But um yeah, just that was just my little uh Mother's Day stroll down memory lane. I just felt I had to do that. Um it was of importance that I had that I did that. Okay, so now that I did that, we can get back into the show. Uh my man, you can go back and finish that intro now. I will greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. You're listening to Gotem Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Hey, yo, man, so we got all that mushy stuff off the way. Talking about how great mothers are. We already know how great they are, man. They do a lot of good things. But uh, I had to get that out the way ASAP because we got to get to work. We got to get into some business. And we ain't, I ain't going to be talking beginning the show. Well, the actual show show with 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 the mothers. I mean, I love you, but you know we 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 got to get to work. We got to get to work this week. So uh, we already know, man. Episode number eight, we here in the building, man. Um, welcome to Gotham Coach. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm your host. Oh God, y'all already know who I am, man. But, um, forget it. Let me just do it anyway. It's your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandit. (sighs) Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, a brush to my hair. Oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360 alive and in the flesh and I'm here about to drop some of that Dylon Dillinger hot fire H-E-A-T heat yes you already know how I go but um check this out yeah check this out man first of all I want to send my apologies to the people who was listening uh last week um first of all if you haven't listened to last week's show go listen to it that show was dope i love that show it was really put together really really nicely i did a i did an awesome job putting that together but um we did heat of the week and um i violently violently claimed that it wasn't no heat of the week matter of fact let me let me let me pull that up for you guys real quick Ain't no heat of the week, man. Everything is buns, booty, bob, boob. No. Nothing worth copping this week. I'm sorry. This is going to be a dry week for sneakers. We we jumped the ball big time. Said it wasn't no heat of the week. 
you you seen how dramatic I was in my um and my anger and it not being any heat of the week. But uh Air Jordan Four Pure Money came out. White on white. You can't you can never go wrong with a white on white shoe. I don't care what kind of shoe it is. So uh those actually came on Saturday. So those were actually um a pickup for you guys and i'm pretty sure that you went in the stores anyways and you probably seen them and you're probably thinking oh tyrone he 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 off his game man he said it wasn't no heat this week the air jordan fours they came out my bad my bad this is why you stick with your sources that you have and not try to get try to get particular type of news from um different sources because they'll tell you one thing or they won't show one thing one piece of information that you need and you'll you'll go off of what you see from that particular source and then when you actually really really do your search research or, or whatever it is you'll you'll come to find out that um <laughs> they they missed a couple things so that's 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 on me that's that's my fault y'all my fault my fault my fault don't 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 judge me though we all make mistakes so yeah man um I had to I had to apologize for that because you know that's that's a slipper man you know being a sneakerhead you're not supposed to miss out on no release dates you're supposed to know when all the sneakers worth copping are coming out and you know I, I, I dropped the ball on that one hey it happens man sue me but um back to the topic or topics at hand um look man we we got some we got some lit litty litty lit of lituation stuff going on i'm i'm super i'm I, I, like i said last week i'm really really excited about what's really going on with the uh with the gc325 brand because there's really some good stuff that's coming out um where i'm coming man where this this company is about to really really hit y'all on the head the website is dropping this week i am so excited the website is dropping this week we did i finished all the preliminary work that i needed to finish to get the website done um it is actually in the process of that preliminary that work that i had to do is actually in the process of being put together in the website so that the website can actually come out for official launch um i have a goal of tuesday um that is my goal for the site to launch uh, I, I'm not really sure if it will launch on Tuesday like I have it like I intend for it to come out but um, if it does you guys will know if it does not come out on Tuesday be on the lookout for the official website at the end of the week which will probably be Friday so be on the lookout I'm giving you a time frame between Tuesday and Friday apparel store that will actually come out friday you will finally be able to purchase you a slow grind a gym rat a quiet hustle i got me some uh i got i got three new designs that's going to replace three designs in the store that they're going to replace them in the dough these designs are all oh, these designs are awesome i can't wait for you guys to see them um and then i got I got a couple more. I got a couple more designs. So, well, man, just 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 know, I got some. I got some heat coming for y'all. Friday, you can finally purchase you a shirt and help support the GEC three two five brand. Um, we 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 doing some stuff, man. 
and, and I'm 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 the forefront because I, I I am the team at this moment. I'm not mad. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, right? And that's where I'm at. <laughs> but um, look, what I tell you, so I I had to work on that last week. So we got the site coming up. We got the 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 apparel that's coming up. That's coming out. All all this stuff coming out this week. Um, between Tuesday and Friday. Friday, I know for sure for the um for the apparel, the website Tuesday, either Tuesday Tuesday is the earliest, no later than Friday. Okay, so now we got that out the way. Um, I have set up my first uh official outside of the house or outside of the building shoot GC three two five. Um, never forget where you came from. That's the that's the title of this uh promo shoot that I'm getting ready to do. Um, at the beginning of uh, next month, June will be the month that I will be doing this promo shoot. I have to kind of confirm a couple more locations within the area that I'm doing it in, but um, I, I have one location confirmed already. Um, I'm trying to get at least four four locations within the area trying to get that confirmed so that we can make this happen and do some big things with that because i feel that is necessary for people to never forget where they came from and i never want to forget where i come from from north end detroit north end don't want to forget where i come from because they that neighborhood made me the man that i am today and i grind for the ones who couldn't make it out i've lost a lot of friends in the north end a lot of them had the passion uh or they had the talent to get out of the end but street life street life is a is a hard life to get out of once you get in it and the only way you can really get out of it unfortunately it seems like is if you're put in a box and put it in the ground and sometimes that it's, it's a sickening it's a sickening reality of being a hood dude or a hood chick because this is the reality that you have to live with your 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 alliances to the streets can can be your ultimate demise in the streets and luckily for me I was able to not steer to the street life and was able to kind of create my own path, my own way, my own lane to where I was able to get out of the neighborhood and able to live comfy, comfy, comfy. I was able to live comfy. Forgive me for my stuttering of words. I was able to live comfy and um, stress free, free, stress free. (laughs) <laughs> I'm tripping, but um, I never forget where I come from, though. So it's imperative that the North End get some love for this uh promotional shoot, little promo shoot. Never forget where you came from. Facts. Um, what else? What else? What else? GEC related. This this is kind of corny that I do this, but uh, I feel like it's it's important. Uh, we got better quality lights. <laughs> 
we got better quality lights so um those the, the little promotional shoot the, the little photo shoot pictures that i've been taking they will have better lighting so that's that's good that's a, that's a good thing going forward i mean everything is a process man i mean i, I live by my t-shirts man like i'm really in a slow grind right now because this is a this is it's a slow grind but a slow grind is better than a better than no grind you feel me so i'm not mad at it you know we 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 gonna we gonna make this happen we, we go, i'm gonna really make this happen and i'm i'm so determined and i'm so focused i'm so focused man and i'm not even riding around town in the focus that's how focused i am yeah that was corny don't judge me um <laughs> yeah so i mean i didn't want to really get too crazy into you know talking to y'all um it was it's not really a lot going on um we in the conference finals of the nba uh so you know we got the Cavs, the team to be determined later um uh, game seven between the wizards and the celtics is going to be coming up um i personally have my money on boston even though i kind of want washington to win i think washington will be a better a better challenge for um the Cavs than the celtics um, mainly because I don't think Boston is really, I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready for that kind of, for that kind of heat, that kind of fire, you know what I'm saying? Conference finals. I don't think they have the firepower to really, to really hang with Cleveland. I mean, they got Isaiah Thomas, but then after that, who else do you really have? You know, Jay Crowder is not a guy who's going to put up 25, Al Horford isn't a guy who's gonna put up twenty five. Uh, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, they have a lot of glue guys, and I just think if you're gonna play a team like the Cavs, who's gonna put up buckets, you need more than one guy to uh, put up to to put up buckets. So you with Washington, you have a John Wall, you have a a, a Bradley Beal. Mark Markeith Morris, he can he can kind of put them up. He can, you know, he'll have, he's inconsistent at best, but, you know, when he's on, he's on. Um, Otto Porter, um, Martian Gortat, you know, then you have Boban, Bogdanovich, who, you know, who's an assassin off the bench. So I think that Cleveland kind of has enough. I mean, not Cleveland, Washington kind of has enough to kind of contend with Cleveland. Unfortunately, I think Cleveland is going to still go to the finals just like i think golden state is going to go to the finals so it's going to be a warriors Cavs finals again and i'm starting to read where people is like they're not interested in seeing another warriors Cavs finals i am because the first final it was okay could cleveland have won if Kyrie and kevin love didn't get hurt the second one was could Golden State have won if LeBron didn't sucker Draymond into a suspension? And the third, this one will be with Kevin Durant and the the not so deep bench that Golden State doesn't have anymore. Is Kevin Durant enough to push Golden State over the top to beat Cleveland? And I think if they meet in the finals again, I think it's enough. I think that KD was the missing link that they that they needed because you got to think about it with with Cleveland when they that the finals that run that they made last year. I mean they were down three one. Yes, granted, 
But you also got to think Kyrie started to go off. LeBron was going off. Kevin Love was going off. And with Golden State, you had Steph going off and you had Clay going off. So you got two guys going off against three guys going off. More often than not, the the team who has the most guys going off during the course of a series is the team that's going to win. So now, I think with KD in the mix, you add his 20-plus points into the fray. I think Golden State will have enough firepower um, to 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 take the championship back to Oakland. That's just my personal opinion. So, um, yeah, uh, before I start rambling on, because I'm known to doing that, and I don't want to do it this time, uh, I want to kind of stay on topic. So we're going to... Um, we gonna get it popping with the uh with the all NBA defensive first and second teams. We gonna knock all these teams out next week. We doing all rookie first and second team, but this week we gonna do the all defensive first and second team. So let's get it, man. I need some music, man. Y'all already know how I like to get my music at the snap of the finger. Play me some of that NBA on NBC. Bang. Oh yeah, man! This music made me really want to go put on some J's right now and actually go play some ball. But it's late, so ain't no ball, bitch. <laughs> hey, yo, man! I ain't even gonna lie. I love talking about defense. Defense is just one of them things, man. It's nothing more satisfying than locking a player up. Now, see, back in my heyday, back when I used to do it. They used to call me Jason Kidd Wallace Ben because I did it all. My cousin actually referred to me as the, the best point center in history because I rebounded and I played defense and I passed the ball, no look, all that all that good stuff. But um, look, we, we getting off topic, man. We need to discuss these all defensive first and second teams. So let's get it going, man. So we got all defensive first team. And we gonna start it off with a bang, man. Give me the homie Marcus Smart. Give me the homie Tony Allen. One of my favorite players in the league right now. Draymond Green. The Claw from the San Antonio Spurs. Number two on his back. Number one in your heart. Kawhi. The Claw. Leonard and the center for this all defensive first team they call him the French Tower of Pizza I think that's what they call him that's what 2k said they call him the Gobernator he is the defensive anchor for the Utah Jazz Rudy Gobert all defensive second team give me John Wall give me Patrick Beverly give me Paul Millsap Give me Anthony the Brow Davis and Hassan Whiteside. This has been your all-defensive first and second team. Next week will be the all-rookie first and second team. There's been a lot of good rookies this year. Actually, this class wasn't that impressive, but uh, we got 10 for the first and second team, man. I'm ready to get into this episode. Are you ready to listen to it, man? You already know what I'm about to do. About to drop that Dylan Diligent Fire H E A T. Got him, Coach. Episode number eight. Let's get into the show, baby. 
sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. All right, so in honor of Mother's Day, I wanted to do something special. Uh, I talk so much about professional basketball, NBA, of course. Um, men, sneaker, um, sneaker releases that come out. But you will actually be surprised. And I'm pretty sure you, a lot of you guys know that it is a women's league that actually is out there. The WNBA. Um, it may not have the the best quality in terms of teams and, and, and talent and things like that. But at the end of the day, man, it's still a women's league that is still doing major things out there. Um for 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 young girls out there who has aspirations of playing um, professional women's basketball, so this league was actually founded April twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six, by uh, David Stern to give a female counterpart to the male associ- the, the male association known as the NBA. Um, of course, when things like this have when things like this come across the table, you have to get widespread approval from owners and different 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 people which they were able to get so the league began their actual play in june of 1997 and they started with eight teams those eight teams included the charlotte sting the cleveland rockers the houston comets the new york liberty the la sparks phoenix mercury the sacramento monarchs and the utah stars now, you would think that the WNBA was actually the first ever women's league in, in basketball history when in all actuality, it was not the first woman league in history. According to my research, in 1978, there was a basketball league known as the WBL, which had operations, which started their operations in the year 1978, and they were in operation for three years from 78 to 81 um upon their formation of their league they also they started with eight teams which included teams in chicago houston iowa milwaukee minneapolis new jersey and new york city and there was actually another league back in 96 that was actually in competition with the WNBA because they actually were formed at the same time. They played ball at basically at the same time. The only difference between this league was um, the WNBA, their seasons mainly primarily begin spring going into the summer, while the ABA, the ABL was more so of a winter league. And to add to that, while the WNBA is the only women's league to actually have backing from the National Basketball Association, which means that the NBA is kind of the, um, they back them. So they, they get a lot of the perks that the, that the National Basketball Association is able to get. But at this particular time, back in 96, from 96 to 98, you could argue that the ABL had more quality in terms of the players that was in the league, mainly because of the fact that those players were coming from um, the U- the U.S. Uh, Olympic team, and the pay was better. 
<laughs> the pay was much better than the pay that you would get for the WNBA. And it's actually funny that I mentioned that I say something about pay in terms of the WNBA because there's actually women who wants to play pro ball, but the WNBA doesn't actually even pay that much in terms of salary to their players. In fact, let me look up an average player salary for the WNBA. On average, on average, a yearly salary is about $107,500. That's... <laughs> that's 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 a lot that's i mean this it's it's a lot can like when you think about it like when you think about your your regular nine to five job on average you may make about about fifty sixty thousand a year um you know depending on what 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 kind of um work you do or what kind of career that you have you may you may make about 50 to 60 thousand dollars some depending on overtime or things of that nature they may bring home 70 80 thousand if you just one of those workaholics who love being at work and nothing more nothing less you may make about a hundred thousand so if you work a lot if you if you grind and really work 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 and do a lot of work and just stay working and always consistently working and you always working and you never stop working you can make about a hundred thousand dollars. You will be equivalent of a WNBA player. The only difference is the WNBA only plays about they don't play that many games to begin with. So for about let's let's see what about the average WNBA schedule is. WNBA schedule. Well, they don't play a lot of games. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> they don't play a lot of games, but one hundred and seven thousand dollars is about the, the the minimum. In contrast to that, in two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen, the Phoenix Suns signed Deontay Christmas for one hundred and ninety eight minutes. Those are the only minutes that he's ever played in the National Basketball Association, and he was paid the league minimum of $490,180. That's all the money he made for playing 198 minutes during the course of an NBA season. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um... You know, so a lot of women have a have to choose. It, it, it's more so, uh, do you do you live out your dream, knowing that you're you're not really going to get compensated for all the traveling and all the the games and all this. You're not going to get compensated like your male counterparts, or do you go and you know study in your field that you had studied in when you was in college and graduated from college from? Um, one player was debating on if she continue pursues a WNBA career or does she pursue a, a law career? Those are questions that you have to ask when you take that that realm into going into the WNBA because you you know that potentially a regular job in your career could potentially maybe pay more than what you would get by joining the WNBA. So their their pay is is not fair. It's not it's not fair considering that you know this is a professional league. 
basketball players make millions, football players make millions. You know, they make all all these players make all these millions, but it also could be controlled by the fact that, you know, they are NBA related. So just like the D League, the D League is paid players in the D League is play really paid by the NBA. So it, it that could also have something to do with the the lack of money that 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 comes into it. But then again, now that I think about it, the player, the WNBA, those teams have owners. So it it's so it may be more so much of the owners not really take it into taking attraction into the game because when you really go to if you look at an NBA game compared to a WNBA game, it, the it the attendance is so much different. You might get a full you might get a full house for for a Sixers game. You might get a full house for a Phoenix Suns game. But when the women play, you might get about four or five thousand in the seats. So it, it I mean, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say. I just I really don't. But going into the um going into the WNBA, um, upon their first season, they had three different drafts. They had a player allocation draft, which was basically a draft where each team two players and this was the beginning of the Houston Rockets dynasty because with their two picks in this allocation player allocation draft they acquired Cynthia Cooper and Cheryl Swoops those were their first two picks Vicky Bullock was the first pick was the first player ever picked out of player allocation so tech theoretically she was the first ever player drafted into the WNBA Dana Head was the first ever elite player, which were players who were in, out in different leagues, who may, who may have been playing overseas and things of that nature. And she was the first player of that particular that particular um, draft to be selected. Let me let me just make sure that this is actually. Let me confirm um, that this was that's what that actually meant. Um, so, okay, I said the elite, the elite draft portion was composed of professional women's basketball players who had competed in other leagues, usually international leagues. It was the first time where teams could draft the players out of a talent pool. Yeah, so basically these are players who played in, di- played in different leagues who were eligible for WNBA teams to pick them up. So, Dana Head was the first player picked out of that draft by the Utah Stars. And as I stated, Vicky Johnson was the first initial player allocation to a team, and she was picked up by the Charlotte Sting. And then we go to the first ever collegiate draft of the WNBA, where Tina Thompson was the first overall pick in the 1997 NBA draft by the Houston Comics. Now, the second pick in that draft was none other than Pamela McGee. And if you don't know who Pamela McGee is, Pamela McGee is the mother of Shaq and the Fool legend, JaVale McGee. (laughs) 
Yes, she is the mother of JaVale McGee, and she was drafted second overall in the 1997 NBA, WNBA draft. Um, and upon looking at her numbers, there are actually no numbers for Pamela McGee, so I don't know what kind of player she was. Let's Let's actually look and see what kind of player she was. Um, back in the WNBA, Pamela McGee, Pamela McGee, she played in, she played in 27 games her first year and she averaged 10 points, four rebounds, a steal, a half a block. And in her second year, she only played in two years. Um, she averaged six points. So she averaged eight points, four, eight points, four rebounds, um, a little under a steal and a little under a block a game. So Pamela McGee, JaVale McGee's son, a little history, something you may have not known. But also what was going on in this 97 draft, there were four, if I'm not mistaken, there were four rounds of players who were picked in this particular draft. Yes, there were there were four rounds. There were four rounds. And of these four rounds... One particular player was not picked up by any team. And this player goes by the name of Kim Parrot. Guard out of Southwestern Louisiana, which is now known as Louisiana Lafayette. Now, Kim Parrot was a 5'5", 110-pound point guard. Make sure that is correct. Five five one ten. Let's let's my notes. Let's my notes are are all over the place. You know what? We we actually don't even we we not even gonna say the weight. We're we're I'm assuming one ten. It might not. It may have been more. It may have been less. We're just gonna say she was a five five point guard. Okay, she was a five five point guard, right? Who put up buckets? <laughs> who put up buckets at uh, Southwestern University, a.k.a. Louisiana Lafayette. She put up buckets, 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 buckets. She held 26 school records. She is still the team, the school's all-time leading scorer with 2,157 points, including averaging 30.1 points as a senior. Upon completion of school, she began to play in Sweden, Germany, Israel, um, and France. She played in each one of those cities for a year. Um, Upon completions of those tours overseas, she was given a trial by the Houston Comets, and she was signed on as a developmental player where she eventually became the team's starting point guard. So she was the catalyst. Houston, the Comets won four straight NBA championships upon initiation of this WNBA league. When you think about the team that they had, they had Tina, they had Tina Thompson, they had Cheryl Swoops, who was probably one of the greatest women's basketball players ever. They had Cynthia Cooper, who is arguably the greatest women's basketball player in NBA history. And you add a guard who had the potential to put up buckets as she's proven in at her school, but when 
upon getting to that team, she became the defensive stopper of the team. She was the point guard. She was the ying to Cynthia Cooper's yang. And she played her role very, very well. Very well. So she was a she was a catalyst for the team in terms of the team the 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 comments winning two back-to-back NBA championships. Now, in 1999, 99 this was supposed to be the year that Kim was going to also be a catalyst. She was going to play an effective role for this Comets team to win in their third straight NBA championship. But something was really something else was going on this year for Kim Perry. Um upon completion of the second season in that offseason she began to have severe headaches. Severe headaches was first, which forced her to her doctor's office to actually see what was going on. Upon tests that the doctors had ran on her, it was determined that she had a lung cancer that hit non-smokers, and that lung, that cancer, has spread to her brain. That's wild. Think about that. You're you're one of the top players. Your numbers your numbers didn't show it. You only averaged about you averaged about eight you averaged eight points and four eight points, four assists that particular year, but you also had eighty four steals, which accumulate since they were only playing thirty games, which accumulated to about two steals a game. You were second in the WNBA Defensive Player of the Year voting. So you were expected. You were your third year. You are coming into that year to become one of the. I wouldn't say you will become one of the, the, the more dominant scorers because you had three women on that team who could put up buckets. Cynthia Cooper, buckets. Cheryl Swoops, buckets. Tina Thompson, buckets. So your job on that team was to play solid defense. Was to get the players, was to get the team into their sets, run the coach's offense the way that the coach wanted it, the offense to be ran, and to win games. So you were really coming into this league to to really elevate your status as a as an an elite point guard at that time. But now comes to find out, you're you have. Headaches, which caused you to go to the hospital, which ultimately caused you to be diagnosed with a lung cancer that had spread to your brain. It's hard. That's 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 an unfortunate situation. On top of battling cancer, she lost her sister when she was stabbed to death by a roommate in Louisiana. Imagine that you you going through your own personal fight of your life and now you have to turn around and not only think about that fight that you're going through but you also now have to mourn the fact that your sister your bloodline was taken from you by a senseless crime a senseless stabbing in your hometown 
in, in, in your home college, hometown home college of Louisiana. It's deep, man. It's really, really deep. It's, 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 man. Even despite everything that she went through, Kim was a positive beacon on not only the comments, but she was also a positive beacon on the community. She continued to do speaking engagements. She continued to do things within the community. Despite having her own personal battle, she was doing all of these different things because at the end of the day, you don't want anyone to you don't want anything to beat you. You don't want anything to make you feel as if you are inclined to being isolated and by yourself. You're inclined to being bitter and upset, questioning yourself, why is this happening to me? She didn't want she didn't want this very devastating diagnosis to tap power over her show. She continued to fight the good fight. She continued to be a beacon of light for those who may have been fighting cancer and may have been down on their luck, down on the dumps, thinking to themselves, like, how am I going to get through this? What am I going to do now? Her smile, her affection, attitude, everything had made this fight a different fight because she was still in the positive thinking of things. And that's, that's, that's so hard to do. That is so hard to do, especially when it's like, sometimes you, even when like when some of maybe we go through stuff and, and we find out something may be potentially wrong with us. And our initial instinct is to overreact or to 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 constantly think about it and constantly think okay this may be the the, the positive result but here go the negative result and then once negativity gets into your head it takes over all thought process to the point where you may not even think of anything positive you may not even think of the fact that okay something may not be wrong with me at the end of the day you you just looking at the fact that hey this was what was told to me, and this is what this could be. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm betting my money on this is what this could be. How do I get through this? And, I mean, it's it's rough. Life life can be rough sometimes. Things, things can come at you. Things can really come at you hard, man. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's really, really unfortunate. So, of course, she has to get... Um, she has to have surgeries and different things to, you know, kind of remove, you know, kind of remove the things, the cancer that was in her. She has to get that out. Um, she has brain surgery. Um, she enters radiation treatment to attack tumors in her head. She did not want to do chemotherapy, which I think ultimately, unfortunately, may have been the ultimate cause of the passing of this brave young lady but um she she goes through her radiation um she goes to mexico she wants to have alternative she wants to she wants to get alternative medical medical procedures done rather than just doing the chemotherapy that was prescribed to her by doctors i mean i 
I've seen what the chemotherapy process could do to a person. You could be it it, it, it drains you. Not not on, on on top of the fact that it 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 makes you lose you know you lose all your hair, but it it, it drains you. It, it 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 takes everything out of you. I mean, it takes everything out of you for the ultimate finish of you being healthy. But during that process, it's a it's a rough grueling painstaking process because it takes everything it takes every little bit of energy out of you on top of it takes it takes your hair and it, it it just it's needed but sometimes it's it's something that people really it's it's that agony that people really don't want to face or don't really want to want to go through and i could kind of see where where I, I I don't I don't see I mean I, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know it's just it's it's unfortunate you just wonder maybe if she took that that chemotherapy that was prescribed to her um will will we even be talking about the fact the impact that she's had on the WNBA these are things that you that you that I ask that I that I was asking. When I was um, gathering the information um, for this particular segment for the, for the show, and the show was actually going to just be be talking about how the elevation of women basketball has changed over the past 20, 30, 40 semi years, starting from the WBL to the WNBA. But upon doing research and kind of reading up on the women's women's basketball and everything like that like I felt like this this was more appropriate for me to do um so she takes the trip to Mexico and the goal in Mexico is to find alternative methods to where she doesn't have to take um chemotherapy and it didn't work it unfortunately did did not work. Um, she ended up returning back to the United States, and she made her last public appearance June twenty second, when she was accepting her second championship ring from the Houston Rockets. Um, and ultimately, on August the twentieth. 2000 no August the 20th 1999 uh, Kim Parrott lost her life at the age of 32 from complications from lung cancer so unfortunate unfortunate situation indeed um the fact that she was still able to make appearances um to schools to talk to children um is amazing women athletes go through so much in terms of first of all not being compensated like their male counterparts then on top of the fact of being a woman 
they go through so much and we sometimes think that humans, I mean, athletes are invincible, that nothing wrong can happen to a athlete because they're at the peak of physical condition. They're at the peak of mental condition because you have to also, as well as being physically tough, you also have to be mentally tough to play professional sports because there are a lot of trolls out there in the world who will say whatever, do whatever, and try to be as trolly as possible. And I think it is especially for women because... With women, some are questioned about different things, maybe whether it be sexuality, um, their sexual preference. Um, and these are unfair. These are these are unfair questions. But these are these are questions Charles will ask to uh, to ignite a response out of players or women in general and some don't take the some don't take the bait um and don't feed into it as you're not supposed to but um her impact her impact goes way beyond the the points that she averaged it goes way beyond the steals, the championships that she received. Um, it goes way beyond that. It, this this goes to what I think what, what, what pro players or pro athletes are doing now. You go out to these different hospitals. You go out to these different... Centers where people are fighting cancers or fighting alcohol addiction or some kind of addiction. And you talk to these people and you let them know that they don't have to be a product of what they're facing. That anything is possible if they put the hard work. No, if they put the faith that everything is. Is gonna be okay because when we go through things, we ultimately look at the fact we ultimately look at the bad in what we go through. It's just it's just what you do. I don't care how positive of a person you are, you can be the most positive person in the world. But if somebody told you that it was an opportunity that something may bad may happen to you, you are ultimately going to look at what potentially could happen to you and you're going to worry about it it's just it's just in our it's just in our dna it's in our dna even even the gangsters of all gangsters worry about maybe moving the wrong way because it could ultimately set off something that they may not have wanted at that particular time so i can't just imagine you being on top of the world you just won two championships. You just won your second championship in a row. 
Um, you're a part of what could be the greatest dynasty, well, which is the greatest dynasty in WNBA history. And you go from that to passing on. It's rough. Um, upon the passing of this young, brave lady, the WNBA, well, not actually the WNBA, the comics organization retired her number 10 jersey, which made her the first the first player in WNBA history to have a jersey retired. She also, um, well, she had her jersey retired. Um, she also unfortunately became the first active player in WNBA history to have passed on while on a roster unfortunate the Kim Parrot award was named after her in honor of players who demonstrate excellent excellent sportsmanship during the course of an NBA season Kim Parrot somebody that when you think of WNBA basketball, you think of Lisa Leslie. You think of Rebecca Lobo, Shamiqua Holesquaw, um, Diana Tarazi, Sue Bird, Lauren Jackson, Swin Cash, um, Deanna Nolan. You think of you think of Houston's dynasty. You think of the shock in the championships they won. You think of the Sparks. You think of Tisha Pinachero, the, the 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 female Jason Williams, they called her. Y- Yolanda Griffith. You think of all these players who transcended the league into where it is now. A lot of people didn't think that the WNBA would would have last as long as it's last, but it has been in operation for over twenty years. Think about that. It's been in operation for 21 years, 21 years compared to every other basketball league, women's basketball league out there who ceased operations in three years for the WNBA. Yes, granted, it is backed by the NBA, and I'm pretty sure that the NBA will do anything in their power to make sure that this law that that this loss isn't something that. That this would be a, a, a big loss. So whatever they're able to do within the NBA, I'm pretty sure that they're also able to do within the WNBA. But for, for this league to be in operation for 21 years, all of the iconic players who have come into this league, Kim Parrott is the one who has transcended the league. Why? How did she transcend it? Because she wasn't a household name. She wasn't a Cheryl Swoops. She wasn't a Cynthia Cooper. But she had the most impact within the time that she was in the league. Yes, she was a great player. Yes, she was a defensive Star Wars. Second in, in defensive player of the year voting her last year playing ball. Yes, those are facts. But... What she was able to do off the court 
despite fighting a disease that went from her lungs all the way up to her brain. The fact that she was able to still make over a hundred a hundred appearances in schools as a motivational speaker to speak to these kids who may have been going through the fact may have been going through failing the test. Something something like that and able to tell them that, hey, you know, don't let don't let this be something that will bring you down. Everything happens for a reason. You could pull through. You will make it. So for her to be that beacon of light in her darkest hour is something that you can never you can never take that away from her. Yes, Cynthia Cooper was a great player in the league. Don Staley was a great player in the league. Lisa Leslie, great player. Yes, you have all these great players who put up great numbers. But Kim Parrott transcended the league. Transcended the league to getting to having individuals go out to, to speak to these children. Because as a child, I'm pretty sure as a child, as a young sick child, you want to see your favorite player, your 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 idol, tell you that everything is going to be all right. And that's what she became during her darkest hours of her own personal fight. So, Kim Perry, man. Kim Perry. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the heat of the week. So it is some heat that's coming out this week that y'all definitely need to go check out, man. Um, the um, Air Max Zero hits you for about $150. Um, uh, I don't know. Not something I would really recommend that you guys go out there and buy. Um, Thursday the 18th, you got a couple more pair of heat that's coming out. Um, you got the Air Max Plus Metallic Golds. You got the Air Max 95 Metallic Golds. And you also have the Air Max Jewel Metallic Golds. On top of the Air Max 97 Metallic Golds that is also coming out on the 18th. Of those shoes, I would definitely recommend that you either pick up the Air Max Pluses or the Air Max 95s. You can't go wrong with either or for those particular, for the Metallic Gold collection that's coming out this week. Also, on the 19th. Um, which would be that following Friday, you have the air, the the air foam posit one metallic reds that will be coming out. Must cop that you must have. You you have to go pick up a pair of them. Um, foam posits has really been doing their thing this year, man. From the uh, the silver surfers, aka the Max B's, <laughs> to the Doctor Dooms, to the the Pennies. Um, it's been some, it's, it's been some fire, um, in terms of, uh, phone posit collection. So I would definitely recommend that you, uh, pick up a pair of phone posits, those, those particular pair of phone posits, uh, this Friday that's coming up. And then that Saturday you have the Air Jordan 13 low metallic silvers. Um, you guys personally know how I feel about low top retro number Jordans. So this would definitely be a no cop for me. But if you you a fanboy, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and pick up you some Air Jordan 13 low metallic silvers. Um, so that is the heat of the week this week, man. 
If it's something that you if you something that you're not feeling, if you're not feeling my heat of the week, you already know. Just go in there and copy you something maybe that you seen last week. If you can get them uh them fours, definitely pick those up. Uh, my bad for missing out on those. I don't know what the hey hey I was thinking. But um, if you able to pick them up, go ahead and pick them up. But if you or if you see something that you like, man, pick it up. You know what I'm saying? You know you don't have to be confined to those particular shoes that I had named. But those those are my heat of the week. Um, just make sure that you add some fire to your collection this week, man, because summer is coming, the weather's changing, and it's time to break out some of them kicks that you have been hoarding for two, three, four, five months. Waiting for this particular time. Now you get to really shine on these cats. Let them know that your sneaker game is kind of dope. I can't wait to do mine, man. Because I'm really about to show y'all what's really, really, really good. <laughs> but, yeah, man. You already know how it is. It's your, it's your host, Tyrone Smith. Got him, Coach, episode number eight. And I'm out of here. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GEC325. And check out our website at www.gec325.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach.